0: On imom.com, we share ideas, insight, and inspiration. We do all that here too, by sharing the best kind of stories, mom stories. We're all at different ages and stages, but one thing we have in common is that we're striving, and sometimes struggling, to love our children well. It's the iMom Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the I'm On Podcast. Once again, Megan, Susan, Chloe, Abby, we're all here to hang out with you and share a little bit about mothering and parenting with you. So this week's story comes from me. It's called Getting a Handle on Disrespect. And I was having dinner recently with another family. And all the kids were sitting down. We had all made tacos. And um, all the kids were sitting down. But all the adults had still their plates to make. And I was the first adult to sit down. Well, myself and my dad, and my dad's not really an adult; he's just one of the kids, basically. <laughs> so, any discipline, anything like that, is going to come from me. Um, and one of the children at the table started eating. All the kids were kind of picking or whatever. And I said, "Hey, let's. Why don't we wait until we can sit down and pray before we eat?" And one of the kids was like, "No, we don't have to." And I said, <laughs> "I said," and this was like a, it was a weird meal time, like. I don't know about you guys. We always pray at dinner. Sometimes at lunch we pray and sometimes we're just like, Oh, it's I don't know, it just feels different. So anyway, I, I kind of understood it wasn't like a super formal setting, but I was yeah. like, let's let's pray. And this kid said, Nope. And I said, No, let's wait to eat until we pray. And he goes, Well, we didn't wait to eat when we did it or did we yeah, we didn't wait until after we prayed when this happened and I was like, I don't care. We're gonna wait. And he said again, um, and I said, you know what? Even if we don't pray, let's wait until all the adults sit down so that we can all eat together. You yeah. know, it's polite to wait until the adults get to the table and everyone's sitting and, until you start eating. And uh, this child picked up his taco, stared at me right in the <sighs> this eyes. This is
1: one of your kids?
0: I'm not saying what child it was. If it was mine, if it was another kid, I'm not going to (laughs) out the kid. Just, yeah. Um, It was your husband. I'm just having a hard (laughs) time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Davis, you need to wait. (laughs) No, so he picked up the taco, tilted his head to the side, shoved it in his mouth, and never lost eye contact with me. (laughs) Kept his eyes fixed on my eyes the entire time. And it took everything in me to not, like, yank the taco out of his mouth. And I was like, "Okay, I'm not asking you anymore. I'm telling you, put the taco down. We're going to wait. And, you know, okay, so this wasn't my child, but I do feel and my kids aren't perfect, but I do feel like there's still a little bit of like fear in Mm -hmm. them. And I don't mean fear like being afraid, but like fear of the Lord where it's like this respect and this awareness of my authority, you know, Um, and that's what I did not sense in this other child, which makes me kind of think differently about disrespectful behavior. Disrespect is an outward sign of an inward disposition, Mm. I think, in a lot of cases in our kids. So we have to handle it inwardly. And that's what I want to talk about with you guys today. Um, How do we address what's happening on the surface while also not forgetting to get to the root of the problem when it comes to disrespect? Mm, That's good. It's harder. I mean, to go deep.
1: Yeah, to address the inside, like there's there's one thing about a child just like doing something wrong and correcting that behavior, and there's another time when when on uh, even if they don't do it on the outside, they may be conforming, but in their heart, mm-hmm. they're like being defiant. Mm-hmm. In this case, this child was outwardly defiant, but it is harder to address. I feel like than just
0: don't run with the scissors. Yeah, you know it definitely. Is yeah, I was looking on. Um, we have a great resource on imom.com. It is the Character Builder Calendar, and so each month we've talked about this a lot is a different trait, and each trait has a, ca- a calendar page, and it has stickers that you can add as your child distribute or dis- displays this characteristic, and then there's also a page that kind of goes a little bit deeper into it, and the definition for respect that we have on this page is respect means regarding others as valuable. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was an interesting way to look at it. What do you guys think about, like, when you hear that? Respect is regarding others as valuable.
2: I like it because respect is, in some way, selflessness. So if I'm hungry and I want to eat the taco, but, you know the adult said we're going to wait then okay the adult has value the adult's opinion has value
0: so I'm going to treat this person with respect mm-hmm. and do what they say. Yeah. I think it takes like you said it takes the emphasis and the focus off yourself Yeah, and and you realize that this person means something and so I should listen So, diff- I think different families define respect and disrespect differently. Did you guys grow up or did you raise your kids whichever phase you're in Um, really reinforcing language as respect or was it more behavior or both? Both for for us. Really? We
2: had, oh yeah, we really had like a house of you respect mom and dad. Um, My oldest brother and I very much feared my parents. My middle brother did not. My mom will tell the story of my brother kind of like the child that you shared about he would just look at my mom and smile and just do exactly what the off like oh like don't don't touch that and he would smile and touch Mm -hmm. it like Mm -hmm. and my mom's like he was so pleasant he was so sweet and you're like stop it like
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think different parents expected it differently so my mom very much expected it in our actions and really wanted to see the the heart change and the growth and not that my dad didn't want to see that but my dad very much wanted us to hear the respect verbally toward him come out of our mouths Mm.
0: I I can relate to that in a different way because my sons so they have two houses they have their dads and they have mine and their stepmom grew up in the south and really appreciates yes ma'am yeah. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. No, sir. I'm my family is Midwestern. You know, like that's not I was never required to say that. But I did have to show respect to my parents, but it wasn't through those words. And so these poor kids and my husband also appreciates yes sir. no, sir. Um, But I don't reinforce it because it's just not on my radar. Yeah. It is not on me to like correct them and be like, what was that? Yes, sir. I just that's not on my radar and so these poor kids go back and forth between houses and never like uh like they never know how to reply I'm sure that they get reprimanded over there for not saying it because I don't reinforce it it's totally not intentional clearly the story you gave that is like that's the most
1: visible like flat out looking you in the eye and saying no um, that is disrespect to me. I like the definition that you read because I do think it takes the focus off of this is something you have to do, parent to child. To hey, this is something you should do if you love other people, just mm. to be considerate. Like in that case, that child clearly was doing it because they were they they only cared about what they thought and mm-hmm. not you know that hey wouldn't it be great just to do it for others. So I I. Um, I think what Megan said is true about our family. I really saw respect more as something an attitude in the heart versus the exact words. Probably because I'm not as good at words. My my husband is a wordsmith like he says it, you know, a certain way and so um I don't
0: judge the word so much as how are you really saying that? Yeah, Well, and I think that that definition respect means regarding others as valuable reminds you that at the, the, the root of respect or the core of respect is relationship. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not, Isolated. It's not something that Mm -hmm. is all about you alone, which, Chloe, is a little bit what you were saying.
1: And I think for me, like if my kids were having a really bad day and came home from school and were melting down, it's just something had really hurt them and they yelled at me or something, I wouldn't see that as disrespect. Is it wrong? Yes. But it's a red flag to me that something's going on in that heart. You know, this isn't really about what they're saying to me. It's about
0: they're frustrated about something. So I think. You know, you got to kind of analyze it a little more mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, when we post articles about respect, a lot of times people will comment um, it's you, that you can't say you'll respect me. Um, you can't demand respect from your kids. You have to earn it, which I don't think is false. But at the same time, like, what is your response? What's your reaction to the phrase? require respect from your children because Chloe you said our parents required respect from us Mm -hmm. but then other people will come at you and be like oh well you have to earn it Mm -hmm. so what I mean how do we as parents require respect without forcing our kids to just follow like a robot say this do this does that make sense Mm so I'm asking that
3: so my question to that would be when your kid runs out into the when you're trying to teach your kid not to run out into the street and get hit by a car, that's requiring them to be obedient. So do you have to earn their obedience? Mm-hmm. It's the same type thing to me. Why would, you're the, their parent, you're there to teach them and they have to learn to respect not only you, but other people and also authority yeah. so that when an authority figure says, don't run out into the street because you could get hit by a car that they respect and obey that authority.
1: I think it's a building thing. So, you know, when our kids are little, we teach them the ABCs. And then later we teach them why they need to know the ABCs, that they're going to put the letters together and make words. I think when kids are really little, teach them yes man, no man, whatever your standard is or whatever you're culturally acceptable to. That's like an outward sign of respect just using your language. And then later you have to teach them why. And Mm. it's like that definition. Why do we do that? Because you know what? We want to honor people who are older than us. Mm. And we want to be respectful and we want to make friends. So of course we're going to be respectful first. It's just it's something you do. And then the deeper things of, well, why do you obey your parents? So you may live long in the land. That's the, a commandment with the promise from the Lord. Because if you don't learn to respect your parents and you don't think they're smart and you run into the street, you're going to be killed. You know.
3: <laughs> One thing I would say on the flip side of that is it is also important to teach your children to critically think Right. so that if right. someone in an authority position asks them to do something that's wrong, they recognize that it's yes. wrong. At the same time, I think it's in, important for kids to question authority as well, but do it in a respectful way, not in a disrespectful way. And I think probably
2: respectfulness is a hard character trait for kids to learn because it's attached to so many other character traits Mm -hmm. like selflessness, like compassion, Mm -hmm. self-control.
1: It's tied into so many other traits. Yeah. Sure. And they really don't, it's not demanded much in school anymore, and so that's really hard. They're around probably a lot of kids all day that are being disrespectful. It becomes ingrained. And getting what they want from mm-hmm. being disrespectful. And the teachers,
0: a lot of them, they can't anymore. Right. They can't. Correcting <laughs> kids is hard in yeah. school now. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, kind of, so we used to, growing up, all of our teachers, and they still are for my kids, our teachers are Mrs. So-and-so, Mr. So-and-so. Are As a kid, my friends' parents were Mrs. So and so, Mr. So and so. Now very few of my kids' friends call me by my by Mrs. Watts. Really? It's, yeah. They call you Abby. Mm-hmm.
1: What? Oh my God. Your kids are so oh, little. That's so strange. Yeah. And
0: part of that is because a lot of them I met when I was doing radio and so they knew me through that. Oh. But even so, it's really they they'll say Miss Courtney, Miss Laura. Oh, miss right. Abby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's,
3: that's better, though. I thought they were just being like straight up like, hey, Abby. <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: They say Miss or, or Mister, oh, okay. but okay. they don't use last names anymore. Okay, oh, okay, but that's
1: because of the radio thing. But do your kids call your friends Miss So-and-so or do they Mrs. His-
0: <sighs> I don't ask them to because it, to me... And this is gonna probably earn me some enemies it's it, to me it's a southern thing and yeah. I just don't I, I don't naturally latch on to southern things and it's also makes them sound like they're daycare providers <laughs> <laughs> so your kids call your
1: friends just by their first name um a few of them yes oh my gosh I
2: still y'all my me parents <laughs> my parents had a family friend over last night this I've known this man since I was young. Obviously, I'm an adult now, and I got on the phone with him yesterday because he was with my parents. And I said, Hey, Mr. So and so. I'm like, Yeah, could probably call him by yeah. his first name. Now.
3: Yeah. Oh, no, well, I'm I still call all my friends like Mrs. Mrs. Lola, because Harris. I can't be
0: like, Hey, what's up, Cindy? Like, I just feel so weird.
3: Doing that no,
0: I know, I know, and I'm I, I can hear how it sounds. But it's. I think again, it goes back to that whole like what you require. Yeah. And but also, what do you, are your friends Southern or are your friends from all up north? Are they okay? Almost with it? all my friends are from up north. Okay, uh, yeah, we are so, all like Michigan, Wisconsin, Illinois yeah. crew. I don't know how that, that worked sense, out, but yeah. but yeah. I'm from
1: Ohio. We didn't do that. But no. I'm older than you, I think.
0: Yeah, but then also, <laughs> it's like a teacher thing too. Like a lot of teachers today. I have a friend who teaches high school. And her students just call her Miss, and that's like a, a trend, and it drives her crazy. Just Miss, Miss. Yep, no name, no nothing. Hey, just, Miss. Oh, that's really weird. Miss. Yeah, yeah. Weird. and it drives her bonkers. Yeah. She doesn't like it. But why yeah. doesn't she change it? She's not allowed. Um, I think that it is so pervasive that she feels like she's fighting a losing battle. But
3: mm-hmm. oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, disrespect. Well, my parents just always thought you call them. <laughs> You you err on the appropriate
1: title until they correct you. If they say no, just call me Susan. Yeah, mm, yeah. You know. yeah, That's good. I get
0: that. So, when your child is being disrespectful in the middle of being disciplined, do you choose to stick with the discipline or do you address the disrespect?
1: My husband would address the disrespect, would, would he not, Megan? But I, I am, I would not, just because I feel like you escalate things then. You're adding something to what you're disciplining on. To me, if that starts happening, it's time to take a break. Because mm-hmm. your discipline is not working. And so you're probably they're they're just being they're fighting it. They're being willfully defined at that point, fighting your discipline. And so it's kinda like, all right, everybody to your room. Let's talk about let's try this again in an hour
0: or <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Whatever. So what so it's talking about the taco incident, the great taco incident <laughs> of twenty twenty three. Yeah. Like would uh, So you're saying Mark would have said that behavior of you locking eyes with me and like he would have shifted to that instead of focusing on don't eat the taco we haven't prayed yet. So
1: first of all, if that happened to us and it was to me, the child would have been removed from dinner. Mm -hmm. That privilege would have been lost. You're in your room. You can have dinner by yourself. (laughs) Um, Now, if it happened to Mark, Megan, what do you think he would do? He would probably say you're being disrespectful.
3: Yeah, yeah, he was more confrontational.
0: See, but sometimes don't you think that, like, the disrespect is getting, is kind of putting up a wall where you can't even address the, the bad behavior? Well, that's behavior? why, that's you why remove y-
1: you're removed. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you're, again, back to the definition of valuing other people, if you cannot value the opportunity to fellowship with these people and respect them, then you shouldn't be given the opportunity to fellowship. Yeah, You, you can just as easily have dinner by yourself and let us enjoy our dinner because you're being disruptive to everyone else. And that's not kind, that's unkind.
0: So shifting older a little bit, um, common back talk when mm-hmm. it comes from teens, I'm gonna tell you, or tweens, teens, I'm gonna give you a list of five. Tell me which one rubs you the wrong way the worst. <laughs> um, that's not fair. Everyone else gets to do it. You don't trust me. I don't have to do what you say or just talking under their breath and mumbling. And, you know, that's not fair. Everyone else gets to do it. You don't trust me. I don't know. Why I got attitude. To that <laughs> yeah, one. I feel like I had to give that one some flair. Um, I don't have to do what you say and talking under their breath. There is one to me that is far worse than the rest. Yeah,
3: me too. That's, There's two for me. That's not fair. And I don't have to do what you say. I'm like. That's not fair is literally to me the worst excuse ever. Because I want to be like, welcome to the planet. Like <laughs> nothing yeah. fair, nothing. And you need to learn that sooner rather than later. Because if you think in life that things are going to be fair, good luck. Yeah. And then I don't have to do what you say. That to me is like blatant, just very blatant Yeah, yeah just, that's the one for respect. me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's not fair to me. I, I, I have one child who always back talks and argues because he he likes to think through things, you know, and he, he's a logical thinker. And so he naturally can come up with a good reason why. And so that's the disrespect that we're dealing with mm-hmm. with him is like sometimes you just need to say, OK, I hear you or yes, ma'am. Yeah. But that's not fair. It's not a direct no. It's more
1: of a whine where I don't have to do what you say is a direct hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you, Chloe? Yeah. It's I
2: don't have to do what you say for me. That's mm-hmm. a...
0: Well, each of those, we have an article with each of those like good ways to respond to each one, like actual words that you can use when your child is going to start reading
1: when she gets Mm -hmm. home. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. So other ways to handle disrespect with your kids. Um, Look at triggers. I thought that was a helpful hint from one of our articles. If there is something that you can a pattern that you can identify, then. You can identify, then go to new ways of relating to your child. I think that that's really helpful. You know, don't have to keep pushing those buttons if you realize that they are triggering disrespect. Follow through with consequences. Look who is influencing your kids. You know, what are they watching? Who are they hanging out with? Because that might be where they're getting those ideas from. And have fun with them. A PhD or a, yeah, a pediatrician, his name is Leonard Sachs, and he said, Having fun together is one foundation of authoritative parenting. If we want our kids to adopt our values, our kids need to enjoy spending time with us. Oh, I love and that. And I love that.
1: I've used this tip on other things we've said, like when kids are angry, but it really, really helps. If if you feel like they're just like in a bad mood and it just came out and, yes, it was disrespectful, um, giving them a second chance. Mm-hmm. Like, would you, you know what? The way you said that, ouch, um, would you like a do-over? Yeah. Breathe a second. Would you like to say that in another way and give them a
0: chance to quickly correct? Because sometimes it is impulsive yeah. more than anything else. That's How crazy. do you feel about the idea of our kids will be respectful to us if we are respectful to them? Do you think that that... It's not that they... No. Have <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no? No, no, no. Uh, so okay, let me give you some examples. <laughs> if they are in their room, even if the door is not closed like tap tap kind of say I'm you know I'm coming in yeah, or yes. ask her opinion and then take it if it's on something that's not consequential or um it's say hey you have this chore to do you have sometime between now and bedtime or whatever between now and 10 o'clock you have to do it kind of showing those little yeah nudges steps in her his yeah. or her direction that says I respect you I expect you to give the same back Yeah, totally.
3: Totally. I totally see that. I'm thinking more of like what you said initially, where in order from the gecko to receive respect from your child, you have to earn it from them first. To me, that's like a a hard no, but I totally get giving them opportunities to exhibit that respect so that they learn what that can look like.
1: I think there's a tone of respect in the house, too. Like, modeling is important. How are you respectful to other people? That's important. If you're disrespectful to others, they're going to watch you and think it's not a priority. But I I do think there is a different standard for them respecting us and us respecting them. They may read demands that we make of them as disrespectful because it does infringe on their time. Well, it doesn't matter because guess what? We get to set the calendar. Mm. Um, So it's, you know, where they don't get to set our calendar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: So it is a little...
0: Different. Yeah. Megan, I do think you should start calling James, sir. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sir James. Oh, I like it. <laughs> what, oh, no, I call him Mr. I'll be like, Mr. Is good? And he I can it. start calling you, Miss.
0: <laughs>
3: nice Oh no, it was so funny when he was like two I guess he learned Hampton and I was oh, real name or whatever and I'd hear him up up in his crib y'all when he was still in a crib oh my. <laughs> oh my and he would just think it was so funny I'd go upstairs and he'd be lo- like howling oh. laughing and oh, I was so like funny. it was hard not to laugh but I was like buddy you can't Call me Megan. You can't call your dad <laughs> Hampton. You gotta call us Mama and Dada. But there were,
1: only, there were only three of you in the house. and Hampton called you Megan, so I think he was, yeah. you know, that is so elevating yeah. his position a little. Love that. <laughs> See what I can get with this. But yes, sir. <laughs> yes,
0: sir. What's your biggest struggle with disrespect, or do you have any tricks that work? Email us because we would love to hear your ideas. And if you want that character builder resource for respect, I will put it in the show notes. Uh, That resource includes a definition card, a verse card, a question or challenge, a character certificate, and a reward coupon, and it's free. So you can get it in the show notes now. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the iMom podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization, Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.